Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, yo. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's on time, as scheduled, and things are going great. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here in my cave, sitting over there. In her cave, it's a Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You look. You look like you're great. <laughs> you look like you're really just enjoying life right now. Facebook is dumb. I said it. Today is Wednesday, April twenty second, twenty twenty. Two hundred eighteen days until Thanksgiving. Episode nine forty six. Nine forty six. The number of games Pete O'Brien played in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, nineteen eighty two to nineteen eighty eight. On today's show, friends, uh, we got this week in recruiting coming up. With Greg Powers, the next athlete, including UTSA's ridiculous recruiting week. They went off. ridiculous recruiting week. They went off. But first. Ashley, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It is Rob Hadaway, Andrew Christensen, Ed, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, guys. I feel like Ed and uh, Rob have been on a heater lately. Oh, they have been, that yeah. Feels like, they're in there basically That feels like they've been, they've been getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got this week in recruiting coming up. But first, I want to share this. Uh, this was texted to me. So it is uh, it's championship ring season. Um, we saw earlier on Monday how uh, Gunter was doing the drive-through, um, the drive-through ring ceremony, which is fun because obviously we can't be around one another right now. Right. So, um, it, but we're we're still getting those championship rings. We're starting to. Well, this is the the time when this is usually about the time. It's usually about April that you get your state championship rings. Um, you know, they have the big banquet and the big celebration and things like that. Um, while Grandview has gone back to back, Grandview has won last year, Grandview won their, or 2018 rather, Grandview won their first ever state championship. Uh, and then last year they went back to back, uh, with a really, uh, fun win, a uh, fun game oh, yeah. and a win over Pottsboro. It was a fun game. That was, that was um, one of the best games of the week. Yeah, for sure. Really enjoyed watching that game. 
Um, and one of the the guy who is now the four-time state championship MVP. Uh, he was offensive and defensive in 2018 and the offensive and defensive in 2019, although he gave the offensive MVP to his teammate, uh, Tremaine Gallat. Anyway, uh, is their quarterback and safety, uh, Dane Yench. It's a soft J. Um, he texted this to me yesterday, and I asked him for permission, so we do have permission to show this on the air, but he texted me this uh, yesterday. That is serious business. That is that is an awesome ring. When you sent that in the Slack, I was like, "That is right up my alley." Like that is that is really stinking cool. So it's it's darker than normal. It's like a dark bronze. It's almost. like a, it, it almost looks like like a matte black type of yeah. thing. It's really dark, but it's very cool. And obviously, I mean, these things are hubcaps now. Oh I yeah. Mean, these I like it because it's different. Rings. Like, you don't ever see championship rings like that. And especially with them and how many they have, you know, I'm sure it was mm-hmm. cool to completely change it up like that. And to do the back-to-back, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, thanks to Dane Yench for sending that in. Uh, state championship ring season uh, rolls on. Uh, speaking of our champion. Yes. We uh had a great conversation earlier today for this week in recruiting with greg powers and actually lively here's the latest in recruiting news and notes including how recruiting will be affected by the cancellation of seven on seven here's our conversation with greg powers and next level athlete on t- this week in recruiting on texas football today i'm greg tepper that's greg powers and this is this week in Cruton. this weekend delay with greg powers next level athlete Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. The beard is coming in well, my friend. Thank you. I, I feel like I turned a corner this week. Uh, there was really three or four times I thought about just lopping it off, but I'm powering through. I'm going to try to see. I'm, I'm committed. I'm going to see what happens and, and, and see if I can actually grow a beard. You know, this is something I never had the opportunity to do, so I'm committed to it now. Well, dude, I, I think that it's uh, – look, I've always thought that, that your beard has really high upside, um, and now <laughs> it feels like it's starting to grow into its frame, and, and I appreciate that. Mm. It's, so, it's maybe so, a two-star uh, now, one to two. <laughs> the two-star beard right now for Greg Powers. Uh, it's this week in recruiting. Got a lot to get to. A busy, busy week on the recruiting trail. We'll start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, we're going to the newest school in, uh, or no, actually not the newest school in Cyprus, uh, ISD, or Cypher ISD, but, but Bridgeland. Uh, the quarterback there, Connor Weigman, uh, has picked up a pair of new in-state offers, one from Baylor and one from SMU. Those go along with offers that he already holds from Virginia Tech, Tulsa, and Arkansas. And this was the guy that I know kind of burst onto the scene last year uh, and made a big impact for the Bears. Well, I really like his steady play. You know, he's not a guy who um, is going to make a lot of mistakes. He reads and assesses defenses really well. And he has a, 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 a well-rounded skill set. I think it will surprise a lot of people that he rushed for almost 800 yards last year. Uh, in addition to passing for over 2,500 yards, giving him 
you know, 3,200 total offensive yards or over 3,200 total offensive yards and 34 touchdowns to make him the 14-6A offensive newcomer of the year. Um, so he's one of those guys who really has brings a lot to the table. Um, and he's still growing and maturing from a physical standpoint. So uh, he's up to five offers now. He picked up his first two in-state offers, one P5 and one from SMU. Who knows a little bit about quarterback? So I think that Wegman is one of those guys who's going to continue to rise on the recruiting trail uh, as we enter the 2020 season. And, of course, he'll probably pick up even more interest after showing uh, his skill set on the field next year. Right, and, and this is the guy we're watching him go through drills at the uh, Next Level Athlete um, Texas Top 100 Showcase. And this was a guy who has uh, – he's getting a lot of praise from a guy who knows a little something about – um quarterbacks and that would be david raffield david raffield is the uh, is the coach there at bridgeland of course he's a, a guy who's been around the block uh, a while this guy uh, knows quarterbacks and so when you get uh and i know that every high school football coach is going to say nice things about his quarterback uh but but especially like to me whenever you have a coach of the stature of david raffield saying hey this guy is the real deal that for me feels like an important endorsement I agree. And you can tell that he has steady footwork. His technique is solid. He's just one of those guys who does everything that he's supposed to do snap to snap. He's dependable. And I think that's a huge thing uh, when you're talking about a leader of a program. Cypress Bridgeland, for me, is one of those teams that's on the come up. Um, I think that they're in line for a big year this year. They have a lot of talent on that team. Let's get to our commit of the week, and to call it a commit of the week is uh, a, a gross understatement. Uh, let's talk about UTSA. Um, wow. Goodness gracious, what a week. Um, they pick up eight new commitments in the state of Texas. Uh, we'll run through them real quick. Uh, Kaibo J- uh, Jamerson, the linebacker from Longview. Uh, Ja'Cory Heider, the, the linebacker from Woodville. Uh, Houston Heights cornerback Brian Mays, New Braunfels Canyon linebacker Caden Holt, uh, Converse Judson offensive lineman Cameron Scott, cornerback uh, Eddie Lee Marburger from Mission Veterans Memorial, uh, offensive lineman Ronnie Garza from Edinburgh Vela. Uh, the one we want to spotlight here is Longview running back Caden Meredith, who is the the big get in this of this crop. But uh, this is one of the best weeks on the recruiting trail we have seen in quite some time. Well, I think what Jeff Trailer and UTSA did this week um, was flex their muscle a little bit on the recruiting trail. People were talking about the impact that he could have there, especially when it comes to recruiting. And we saw some of that as the 2020 class wound down to an end. They were able to get Alan Horace from Crockett, who was a P5 offered caliber recruit. And they were able to cement um, the commitments that the prior staff had and and keep those guys in the fold. Um but now you're seeing what he can actually do, especially in the state of Texas and even more so into East Texas, because Caden Meredith is one of these guys who would have been pursued by almost, I, I don't want to say he would have been pursued by everybody, but he was a P5 guy. And whenever spring mm-hmm. evaluation came through here, if we would have had it, P5 schools would have been all over him because he brings a certain set of skills to the table that's not often seen in a lot of running backs. He has great vision. He sees the cutback lane really well. Uh, But one thing I really like about his game is his ability to accelerate. Uh, He can really get into top gear fast. And I know that John King at Longview really thinks highly of this running back prospect as well. So Caden Meredith would have 
he's right there rated in the same range as Alan Horace. So he was one of those guys um, that you can really consider as a UTSA coup. But there are some more guys on that list who deserve mention, like Eddie Lee Marburger at uh, Mission Vets and Cameron Scott from Converse Judson. Those were huge pickups as well. Yeah, um, that is a, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about about Caden Merritt, by the way, uh, Eddie Lee Marburger is a Sherilyn pioneer. Uh, but the, That's right. Right. Um, the, the one thing that, that I think is really interesting, uh, one thing about Caden Meredith real quick. I think it's important that you noted in this week in recruiting that this is a guy who is a, a verified talent, both on game tape and in person. And, and I think we talk a lot about camp kids, guys who come up and they really show out in, in camp, but then maybe the lights turn on and you never know what's going to happen. Not a problem for Caden Meredith. This is a guy who I know that that w- when you've seen him in person uh, in a game and when you've seen him in a camp setting, you've come away impressed. Definitely, and he has that he has that prototypical running back look. You know, you look at his measurables and you say he's just under six foot, just under one hundred and ninety pounds, but he's one of these guys who looks and moves and feels like a true running back. Like if you're um, I know it's dated now. You're building your team out on NCAA 14. He's the guy that you're trying to recruit to get on your team. He's that guy that has that blend of agility and speed that's going to make uh, your roster better. And to be honest with you, I think that the staff down at UTSA was very excited um, that they got this commitment. He's the one that kind of kicked off the run this week. And I don't 100% know that as they entered that run, if the confidence level was as high for Caden Meredith as some of the other guys. So I think that they were on cloud nine when they found out the news that he was giving them the verbal pledge. Um, you know, as we mentioned, uh, eight commits for, for UTSA this weekend. And, and we'll just mention again very briefly, uh, Sherilyn Pioneer quarterback, Eddie Lee Marburger, is, that's a Dave Campbell's favorite. That's a guy that we are, we're crazy about <laughs> just as a high school football player perspective because he puts up crazy numbers. Uh, but that that feels like a really, really great get there for UTSA. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is a guy you've you've probably heard his name. Uh, it's Frisco Lone Star 2022 quarterback Garrett Rangel, uh, just coming off of his sophomore year. And he picked up his first two Power 5 offers this week, one from Oklahoma State and one from Vanderbilt. Uh, he had that breakout 2019 season. Um, and, and I, you know, one thing I think is, 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 is going to be unfair to him is I think that there's going to be people who say, oh, well, he was thrown to Marvin Mims. Of course he put up crazy numbers. It's like, yeah, but the, st- the, the ball still got to get there. And Garrett Rangel put the ball in the money more times than not. Well, he completed 254 of 368 passes for 4,538 yeah. yards and 50 touchdowns. Um, so don't sleep on Garrett Rangel. This guy is a player, and credit to Jeff Rayburn at Frisco Lone Star, who called it before he even took really his first varsity snap. Um, at one of the seven on state qualifying seven-on-seven seven tournaments last year, uh, he pulled me aside to tell me about this guy. And to be honest with you, when you first looked at Garrett, when he was stepping onto that field um, th- that spring, he wasn't physically developed in a way that you thought, wow, this guy's going to be a power five quarterback. You really couldn't see it. And then you watched him throw the football and he throws with such pre- precision and accuracy 
you were like, oh, wow, uh, Coach Rayburn definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to quarterbacks because he's had a few good ones there at Lone Star. Let's not forget about that. But Rangel may be the best of the mm-hmm. bunch by the time he leaves there. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to probably be an easy pick statistically that he'll be the best of the bunch when he leaves Frisco Lone Star. Uh, he he was awful impressive, I know, as as a sophomore. Now entering his junior season there uh, at Frisco Lone Star. Uh, let's now uh, wrap it all up with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week, staying in the DFW Metroplex, South Oak Cliff linebacker Jaden Williams has named his top six: um, SMU, Ole Miss, Kansas, Texas, uh, Mississippi State, and Arizona State. He's got 22 offers in all. He's narrowed it down to six. The thing I think is really interesting: he's going to commit on May one. Uh, so we may be in a couple of weeks talking about him as our commit of the week. Uh, but this is a guy who transitioned from wide receiver to outside linebacker uh, and did it in a way that that's a hard transition. And he kind of made it look easy last year. Well, what I love about that transition is that he embraced it. You know, when the coaches came to him and said, we want to move you from wide receiver to outside linebacker. We think it's going to benefit the team. We think it's going to benefit you. Williams was all in. And I kind of think that really tells the tale of not only his development as a player, but his recruitment as well, because that has powered his recruitment in such a way that he's one of those linebackers who has the frame that you can add weight to, that you can really envision him being safety speed, but linebacker size down the road. Um, but he can run all over the field and he has those, that wide receiver skill set with the mentality uh, to blow you up as a tackler. Uh, So he's really bringing a lot to the table at that position. And that's why you saw his offer list swell from zero to 22 and just a matter of a month. The the most recent or the most recent biggest offer was from Texas who did make that cut down list. Uh, But keep an eye on SMU here too. You know, Rashad samples in the Dallas area is a great recruiter. I know he coaches running backs there. Uh, but I'm sure he's playing a role in this recruitment as well, as well as the defensive coaches at SMU. And there are definitely some teams on that list with ties to Texas and South Oak Cliff, even at Kansas, uh, with former SOC head coach Emmett Jones there who coaches wide receivers. So the the area recruiters in Dallas, you'll notice that some of the teams that made this cut-down list are some of the best recruiters in the game. And and then, you know, another thing about that is is – I think he was able to excel last year, despite the fact that a uh, his frame is he's got a good frame, but he's not quite outside linebacker ideal outside linebacker size right now. He's only six two hundred ninety five pounds, right? I, I imagine they want to put a little bit more weight on him. But beyond that, another thing that I think is really interesting is that whenever you make that transition to that different of a position, like look, right now he's kind of playing a lot on instinct. He's kind of playing a lot on just like, uh, like uh, there are probably more technically skilled linebackers right now, uh, outside linebackers uh, than uh, than uh, Jaden Williams. But the ability, the fact that he was this effective while just basically going out there, and he still got room to grow from a from a, not only a physical perspective, but I would say from a technical perspective. That's what makes this a really exciting prospect to me. I agree with you 100%. Um, I would say, you know, recruiting is very cyclical, and, and college teams go through these phases where there are certain guys that they fall in love with or certain positions that run hot during um, certain stretches, you know, based on how the college game developed. And I can't tell you how many calls I got 
over the last year of college teams who are looking for safeties who can grow into the box, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the perfect definition of that. This is a hybrid type of guy who has the speed and instincts of a wide wide receiver slash defensive back with the upside and frame potential of an NFL linebacker one day. So this is the perfect uh, example. If you're looking for one of those hybrid outside linebacker guys, Jaden Williams is like the guy that you're looking for. You know, you've touched on the experience thing. He's going to get more of that the more he plays and as he grows. Uh, but you can't teach frame and you can't teach athleticism, which he has plenty of. Uh, you know, I want to ask you one more thing before we, before we let you go. Uh, this week, uh, we got word that seven on sevens getting canceled for the this year uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak. Um from your perspective, as a recru- as a recruit, Nick, as a guy who who's trying to to stay ahead of the curve and understand the, these players, uh, what does that do for you? And, and what do you think are maybe the recruiting impacts of seven on seven going down? Well, it's really multiple. First, I'm bummed, you know, that seven on mm-hmm. seven isn't going to be here this year. That's a that's a huge thing. You get to see and evaluate tons of players there. It's a fun experience for everybody involved. So that that's kind of a bummer. Um, but I, I honestly don't think we'll have college camps either in June. I don't think that um, colleges will be able to host these prospects on their campuses. I don't see it right now. I've talked to a lot of sources who don't see it either at this point. So you can basically throw the spring evaluation period out the window. Um, I don't think we'll have evaluation an evaluation period for this cycle. And where I think it's really had an effect is – One, the under-recruited guys who needed the spring to get noticed, right? And they're not going to have that opportunity. And there's a wide array of those guys. You can point to a guy that has 15 offers like Caden Meredith or 16 and say, well, he didn't have, like, the huge offers that he was going to get. Or you could look at a guy like Cooper Lands, the defensive end at Denton Geyer, who would have went from 15 FBS offers to 10 P5 offers if the coaches would have been – able to see him in the spring, but there are guys that don't have any offers that would have benefited from getting looks in the evaluation period. You're talking about wide receivers, defensive backs at schools like North Shore and DeSoto um, that don't have any game experience or tape really to show And the spring would have been huge for them, especially the camp season. So those guys are affected, but even more so into the class of 2022. There aren't a lot of offers out to 2022 kids right now in the state of Texas. There is a subset of top tier guys who pick up offer after offer after offer. Um, But beyond that, there isn't a a lot of action. And that's because coaches just haven't had the chance to put eyeballs on those guys yet. So uh, that's what's really been affected. And what will be interesting to evaluate and see is how that changes their in-season recruiting process if the season goes off as normal. Because it's about winning games to keep your job, not recruiting at that point. So we may see a lot more pushback into January and back to that later signing day. And will the NCAA maybe even push back that signing period a bit again to give coaches more time to evaluate and spend time with prospects? That could be an option, I think. It's all up in the air, but one thing we know is not up in the air is that this is a rising star beard here for Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Uh, follow him on Twitter at G Powers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Powers, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, keep it going. I mean, keep keep that keep the grind going with the beard, uh, and we will do this again next week. 
Let's do it. There he is, Greg Powers, next level athlete, joins us every Thursday, Wednesday rather. Time has no meaning. Time is a flat circle. We, we don't even know what um, day it is. Texas football today. Uh, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. So this comment came yesterday at the very, very end of the show. So I didn't have time to read it up, but it's a pretty cool little story. Um, Kelly Renee Williamson Fockler said, watching in England, my dad had every issue of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Wish I kept them all. Um, even when he was in his later stages of Alzheimer's, my uncle would make sure that his that her dad had the latest edition he said that my dad would look through the magazine often and carry it with him everywhere they're both in heaven now and i have a feeling they may be writing their own edition she said that neither of them or anyone in our family could imagine life without football especially in texas or starting off spring without the newest edition so she said thanks for the live edition on facebook but i thought that was really really cool over in england uh, they yeah. would make sure that even when he was getting older and with alzheimer's that they would make sure that he had it I thought that was really cool. It makes you feel good. Yeah. It makes you feel good. You know, our uh, in, in a lot of ways, like, I don't need to tell people this, but, like, our job is not important. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, there are nurses and doctors. We are not and, essential. And, teachers <laughs> and Yes, we are not essential. Mm -mm. But um, it's it's always nice to be reminded that the work that you do impacts people. And and the thing that I tell people, and and, and – when I do interviews for the um, for the when the magazine comes out for publicity and stuff like that, and um, and my wife gives me trouble because I I say the same things over and over, I have the same talking points, and she feels like she can do my interview by the end by the time it's over. <laughs> um, the thing for me that stands out um, about this magazine about Dave Campbell's is that it's a touchstone in people's lives. Like it's it's something that connects you. It's something that connects you to your past. It connects you to your family. It connects you to your community. Uh, and that's that's special and and that's something we try to keep in mind that like right now i'm super sleep deprived mm -hmm. and uh there are things about this magazine that i want to murder mm -hmm. uh because so that but it's things like that that make it worth it that yeah. the long nights that are coming for the next uh 40 something days uh, are going to uh, be worth it so uh, that's yeah. very nice thank you for sharing yes you're welcome thank okay. you uh miss kelly we appreciate that. That's going to do for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, thanks to Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Pepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.